thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. These words come from Philippians uh, chapter 1, verses 4 to 6. And I appreciate verse 5, and it has to do with our topic today. Uh, you're, because of your partnership, Paul says to, the, to this church, because of your partnership in the gospel. And I personally and my family, we want to thank you for your partnership in this ministry, making it possible also for us to have uh, this podcast ministry as well called uh, Missions Incorporated. Uh, so today is episode number 261 of Missions Incorporated. The topic is small crowds. Now, right away, as a missionary, uh, as I mentioned this, small crowds, there's a couple different things actually that we can cover in this topic. We could cover the topic, the reality that the missionary to a place like Italy, an unreached people group, uh, has to be familiar familiar with small crowds when evangelizing and doing ministry, gospel ministry, because there's very, very few regenerate people, believers here in this place. And so you cannot, you you can be the best preacher in the world, for example, gathering crowds of people. But the reality is nobody would come and care to hear what a preacher has to say. So we have to be content and very content in Christ and then going to the individuals in Italy with the gospel to preach to them, to evangelize individuals, small groups of people. That's typically how it works in Italy. And then when people get saved, a church takes form. And typically churches in Italy are small as well from 10, 20 people on average, sometimes 30, 40, 50, uh, sometimes even more. But typically the churches in Italy, evangelical churches are very, very small in number. So the missionary in Italy is very familiar with uh, small crowds of people, but that's not actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about small crowds uh, back in the States regarding involvement with the global mission of Jesus Christ. Uh, We're participating in a conference recently with a well-known organization in the States. We observed and became part of their virtual conference and so on, and there was well-known speakers there, which we'll see in a little bit, but I was shocked to see relatively small crowd, even with well-known speakers there, famous people there speaking uh, and preaching. Uh, still, there was a small crowd. So when it comes to missions still today, there is this issue when it comes to conferences and things like this. They don't draw a big crowd. So we're going to look at three reasons why that is, as well as some exhortations as to how to see that reality change. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Jesse Schreck, and I'm the founder and director of Practical Missions Cohort, serving on-field as the on-field director as well as a missionary church planter, evangelizing, making disciples, and doing all we can to see biblical churches planted here in this context, where less than 1% of the population today is evangelical. All right, before we jump into our short topical for today, small gatherings when it comes to missions, I just wanted to make mention uh, of a, uh, do a little promotional here about the upcoming missions webinar by put on by PMC. It's scheduled for November 13th from 10 a.m. till noon Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we're going to be looking at, uh, we're going to have an exhortation there for why we do biblical missions, what is biblical missions, and uh, the realities of Italy today. We're going to have uh, a time of question and answer 
So those who participate, you won't be on the screen. Just want to make that clear as well. When you sign up, when you register at practicalmissions.org forward slash via, V-I-A, when you sign up and register, you won't be on the screen, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but you do join, give a- you get access to the live stream, and you'll be able to type questions if you want and, and chat through that while we're doing the live stream. Uh, we're also going to have a couple different guest speakers there as well, sharing different uh, practical tips when it comes to missions, involvement with the church, forming a group, staying plugged in and connected with PMC, and different things like this. Uh, and uh, yeah, Italian worship songs you'll get to hear and, and, and other stuff like that. So we believe it's an encouraging time for you, for your family, for your small group, for your entire church, perhaps. And uh, we encourage you to check that out, practicalmissions.org forward slash via. If you have any more questions regarding that, please don't hesitate uh, to reach out and to contact us. Why are there small crowds? This is our question to kick things off today. Why is it that there's, generally speaking, small crowds when it comes to missions involvement? And I think you can understand, I think you can relate in in the average church when missionaries come or when there's uh, people who go on a short-term trip or something like that or they come back and there's some kind of um, debriefing or a time for them to share. Uh, If you've experienced this, everybody's excited about it. I've seen it. I've seen churches of over a thousand people excited seeing uh, what short-term missionaries that they sent out have accomplished. They come back, they have some kind of event to get together and and of the thousands of people in the church, uh, those who come to the event are less than 20 sometimes just a handful. And I think that's not uncommon in many circles. That is the reality, uh, the the small crowds. So it is a thing. Now, why is the big question? And and here's three reasons why I believe uh, that is the case uh, still today. Number one, I would say the cost is high when getting involved in missions. This is just the reality. To get involved in missions, there is a cost to it. And I would remind us all at the same time, uh, Jesus made this very clear from the beginning for us, all of us as disciples of Jesus Christ, to be his disciples, there is a cost. We deny ourselves, we pick up our cross, we follow after him, die to ourselves day after day. Jesus made it very clear that it is not a walk in the park to be his disciple and to be involved in what he calls us to be involved in. Uh, Just like evangelism, there's a cost to that. Nobody really in their right state of mind finds joy and excitement in going to lost people and telling them they're sinners in need of salvation. There's not really anything fun or exciting about that. Now, those of us who have experienced doing biblical evangelism and how God works in our hearts and works through us, we we learn to get over that fear and we overcome that and we actually are excited about evangelism. But Humanly speaking, there's nothing exciting about getting involved in evangelism, and yet that also is something we're all, as Christians, called to be involved in, to go to the lost, to show them their need for a Savior, to point them to the Savior, to show them how they can be made alive, made new, uh, and so on. Uh, So the same is true, though. There is a high cost when getting involved in missions, just like in evangelism. It costs us something every time we go out. Same is true getting involved in missions. uh, There is a cost. It costs you time. It costs you energy, costs you money, commitment. Often, getting involved in missions means heartache. You learn about people in desperate situations. You learn about lostness that you never even could fathom before. You learn about the needs in other lands where nobody has access to good gospel teaching and preaching and so on, where churches are are few and scattered or even persecuted. Uh, All these things can cause heartache. Uh, Getting involved in missions often involves tears together with that heartache. 
tears, sweat, blood. There is a real sacrifice. There is a real cost when it comes to getting involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ. And my first reason, I believe, why so few get involved in missions and go to missions events and and find ways to actively get involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ is because of that cost. We like things easy. We like things comfortable. We don't like to be pushed too far. We don't want to be considered perhaps too zealous or extreme. But let us not forget the extreme measures and great zeal that Jesus Christ had then, the measures he took to make sure all our sins were paid for, humiliating himself, taking on flesh, carrying that cross, going to the cross, enduring pain, suffering, and anguish that we cannot even fathom. He was very zealous and excited, the Lord, for us, and we ought to be for him, for his kingdom, and for his mission going on in this in this world. Second reason why I believe few today get involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ is because, honestly, there's no gain to be had in missions work. Often when we talk about getting involved in something, we consider what is the return investment? What am I going to get out of this? If I'm going to put my time and money and energy and resources into this, what do I receive back? When it comes to missions, that kind of reasoning has no place. We are a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Whether it's successful, our mission endeavors, or a total failure, it's all to the glory of God. Whether we live 50, 60 years doing that mission endeavor, or whether we die from some kind of illness tomorrow, all to the glory of God, that is the reality. But humanly speaking, worldly speaking here, there is no gain to be had from getting involved in missions. And I believe this is another reason why few today get involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ and even going to different events and gatherings and things like that to get involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ. So uh, that's the reality. And and apart from uh, understanding that it's our greatest privilege actually to be spent, to give our lives for Jesus and and for the gospel and the church and to bring others to saving faith, uh, there is no gain. But when we do understand it is our greatest privilege, there is no greater calling we could have than to be pointing people to the Savior, bringing them to the Savior, seeing disciples made, biblical churches planted, involving ourselves in that no matter the cost, there is no greater gain to be had, actually. That is great gain. Now, to be a part of something that is eternal, that lasts forever, to be a part of the Lord's global mission. But again, the second reason why I believe few get involved still today and why less than 1% of, of uh, mission, or evangelicals become missionaries, one in a thousand, we would say, uh, get involved or become missionaries, is also because there is no gain to be had. Uh, parents do not look highly upon their children becoming missionaries because they seem like failures to society. Another reason, last reason here, as to why perhaps so few get involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ is because there's superficial discipleship. Superficial discipleship. And what I mean by this is that often when people are getting saved, they're not being well discipled. Perhaps they'll come to a Sunday service, maybe once in a while to some kind of home gathering or something in the middle of the week. But when it comes to actually being discipled, meeting with somebody intentionally, doing real study to know the sound doctrine uh, the, the faith that was handed down once and for all, uh, not many people, unfortunately, are actually getting involved in that kind of 
uh, discipleship. And then there's even trends where people will preach for a very long time, an hour or more. And uh, nothing wrong with that. That's good. Uh, but we personally, our practice when it comes to church planning and preaching is if, as I was taught by my mentor, if you can't say it in 35 minutes, 40 minutes max, you're not going to say it in an hour either. Uh, my, my mentor went as far as to say that. And I believe there's some truth to that because I understood my mentor was very committed to discipling individuals. Uh, all throughout the week, he'd be meeting with people with families to do real discipleship and get them equipped and trained and we apply the same practice personally uh, ourselves uh, real discipleship we believe happens in in the week and then uh, sunday's message is is part of discipleship it's encouraging it's very very important uh, but when it comes to real teaching and growing in grace that happens on a daily basis throughout the week uh, but in any case superficial discipleship it is a problem today not many people are as well discipled as they should be. And if we look at the Puritans, for example, how well they were discipling one another and how well they were rooted in the faith, it's just uh, astonishing how far we've come, unfortunately, in a, not in the right way, since their time. Uh, but yeah, regarding evangelism, unfortunately, that's not taught very well today, neither is missions. Even grace, everybody talks about grace. For goodness sakes, even the Pope talks about grace, but he has a totally wrong understanding of what grace is, and all the priests, too. They teach you that you have to earn grace. The real grace... The doctrines of grace is actually something that's so beautiful, so profound, so life-transforming, but unfortunately, it's just not taught well enough and uh, often enough uh, in Christian circles today. Uh, unfortunately, then, we also have what's called today false converts. So when it comes to superficial discipleship, many people actually believe they're Christians when they're not actually even saved. They're depending, they don't realize it perhaps, but they're depending on their own works and performance for their salvation, not God's mercy and grace alone, to the glory of God alone. Uh, so that is a real problem. Many churches today filled with false converts. They come to Jesus for benefits, material benefits, or a better life, not coming necessarily for Him or for forgiveness of their sins and salvation, knowing they need desperately a Savior. And I would also argue here when it comes to superficial discipleship as a reason why uh, uh, there's not enough involvement in missions, uh, because uh, unfortunately being cool, I think, is something that has been overemphasized in evangelicalism in the States today. Uh, it, there's too many hip and happening type guys and stuff and uh, and flashing lights and smoke and gas and all this kind of stuff uh, that has kind of taken the place of true holiness living a holy life and a godly life under the Lord a simple life and uh, instead there's this push for what I would consider coolness being cool and uh, what we ought to desire is to be faithful to our Lord to our Savior Jesus Christ uh, so I'm going to mention um one thing here, just an encouragement before I, I go into the final part, which is a couple exhortations for us. Uh, so uh, an encouragement for us as a small ministry comes from this reality that uh, when we attended this Radius conference, there were some big name guys here, including Mark Dever, including John Piper, and uh, a good sized ministry, a quality ministry, uh, important ministry called Radius International. But we were actually encouraged to see what seemed like a very small crowd. Now, it could be because of the pandemic and everything else going on that they didn't have as many numbers as, as they hoped, but it was just a couple hundred people, it seemed. Whereas other places with with these guys here, John Piper, Dever, we're talking several thousand people would usually come and attend when these guys are present. But in this case, we're looking at just a few hundred, and I'm looking at even at their YouTube channel today. I grabbed this clip there. We're looking at 200 views, 228 views, uh, 300 for this guy. Still, nothing compared to 
views that other sermons of these guys would have where there would be several thousand views uh, because people are interested in in what they have to say because it it I would argue benefits them the right here and now whereas again missions involvement there is that cost to it there's not much to be gained when getting involved in missions and unfortunately I think the same is true for a missions conference even with these guys here we're seeing what I would consider a small turnout and I think the Seeing that, though, does encourage us, uh, a small missions organization, when we don't see lots and lots of people running to get involved, we know we're probably in good company uh, because even the best are still gathering relatively small groups of people when they talk about the global mission of Jesus Christ. It ought not be that way, but at least uh, we're encouraged as a small mission organization when we don't see as much involvement perhaps as we would like to, uh, we're not alone. So so that's a little bit encouraging. Now, I want to mention something before I move on to the final part of today's short topical episode uh, that came to mind. Just a brief update here on the situation in Italy. I actually wanted to mention this at the beginning when we talked about um, the missions webinar coming up. I had an announcement and it totally slipped my mind. I forgot, but I'll mention it now. Just a quick update on the realities of Italy. I sent out Uh, to our ministry partners, those who are signed up and part of our email list. And if you want to get on that, just visit practicalmissions.org and you can sign up to receive our email updates as well. But on that list, we had, um, uh, yeah, we sent out an email just last week, I believe it was, talking about what's going on currently in Italy regarding the mandates, uh, the uh, obligatory, uh, I don't want to use the word, uh, but I I guess I can. I don't think they'll flag us because we're such a small ministry. The vaccinations and everything in Italy has become a real situation where they're requiring every worker to have here what they call a green pass. So even if a guy works alone in his own store, he's an artigiano or an artisan. He has his own little lab. He does his work and sells it to customers. Uh, Even if he works alone in a store, they're requiring people like that to have what they call here a green pass. And they'll give that green pass to someone if if they get the vaccination, the experimental vaccination, or if they've had the COVID virus in the last six months, they'll give you that green pass. Now, unfortunately, I don't qualify for that because I had it uh, well over a year ago when the pandemic first began, uh, early 2020. And uh, and what was the other reason? Uh, they'll give you the 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 vaccine. So yeah, if you have uh, if you have the antibodies, or, or if you get a, a negative test. So every uh, if you get a test, they'll give you the green pass, but it's good for only 48 hours. So workers are protesting now in Italy because many people, perhaps even uh, the the people, the nurses and so on, who have already had the virus, they have natural immunity, and they don't want to try put an experimental vaccine, a new type of vaccine, all this into them. They don't see the need for that. And they're protesting the fact that they have to get these tests multiple times a week in order to work, or they're actually losing their job if they don't uh, get vaccinated. So pretty big issue going on here in Italy today. And, uh, there's, there's a lot of chaos. For the moment, uh, we're able to avoid having to get ourselves vaccinated, and I pray we won't ever have to uh, with this, uh, what I consider experimental vaccine. But if that changes, um, we don't know what we'll do at that point. Uh, so pray for us. Uh, we would ask you just to pray for us. Pray for Italy in general. Pray for uh, the, the truth of what's going on and all clarity to be to be made known to others uh, and, and the truth of the whole situation to come out and all for all the good medicines and remedies that there are to be made available to the people so they can best care for themselves uh, really. Uh, But again, uh, that's just a short brief update and a way that you can be praying for us in the ministry here. Just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, and then again, mention if you wanted to join the mailing list, either, uh, yeah, yeah, go to practicalmissions.org and you can sign up there. All right, so we looked at three reasons why I believe personally that uh, there's little involvement when it comes to the global mission of Jesus Christ. And here we have the word on our screen, 
quindi, which is an Italian word which means therefore or uh, because, yeah, therefore, I guess is the best translation. Uh, so therefore, having that, having said that, uh, and wanting to move forward in a positive way, what are some exhortations we can have from this? First and foremost, we just wanted to say praise be to God for you guys who are our ministry partners. For those of you praying for us and giving financially, uh, you are involved in in the global mission of Jesus Christ. You're playing a role where there's a great need for the gospel to go forward, where there's a need for churches to be planted, and you're involved in biblical missions through prayer and giving as you participate in this ministry. Even as you tune in to these podcast episodes and then pray for us at the end, considering what we said and shared. Uh, So praise be to God for that. That's one exhortation. Uh, We're just thankful for those of you who are the backbone of this ministry, keeping us going, keeping us serving the Lord, reaching the lost one soul at a time, one small crowd at a time. Another exhortation, Quindi, in light of that, in light of that reality, we would say this, seek the Lord today. Seek the Lord and ask the Lord, how can I involve myself more personally in your in your global mission, Jesus? How can I get involved in a personal way in your global mission? That will be an exhortation I have for you. And, and one way you could do that if you don't already have a good tangible way to be involved, uh, if you have not found anything that fits for you, I would invite you to join us at that uh, webinar coming up on November 13th, practicalmissions.org forward slash via, because part of that via, we're going to be talking about ways or avenues of involvement. And there's numerous different ways to get involved here in Italy and through PMC, uh, either from the states, stateside, or coming personally and getting involved over here as well. But the, the question there that remains, I would, or I would say is, are you seeking the Lord? Have you asked him, Christian, have you asked him, how can I play a role? What role would you have me play in your global mission? We should always ask that question right in our immediate context, in our family context, in our church home context. How can you serve the Lord where you are? But we should also not overlook the global aspect as well of our calling as individuals, part of the body of Christ around the world. Uh, so pray for that. Uh, pray about that as well. Seek the Lord regarding that. And then lastly, an exhortation is uh, you can also join the Italian cohorts, which is a PMC Slack community. Now, if you're not familiar with Slack, it works really well for teams, teamwork. Uh, it's like a messaging service, but much more. It's free. You can sign up and uh, we have the link. We'll put it in the in the description or the show notes of this episode. Uh, but yeah, you can interact with us there uh, with real missionaries. You can stay informed about what's going on here in Italy and regarding the missions work. You can get updates before other people do by joining this free Slack community. And you can uh, share feedback. You can ask questions. You can encourage others. And you can be encouraged and much more. So this is a new uh online Slack community that you can freely sign up to be part of and uh, and stay involved in the mission of uh, the global mission of Jesus Christ and in particular uh, here with us in Italy. Great way to connect. You can you can chat, you can share things and uh, it's it's much more than just a simple chat or a simple forum. It has uh, different topics laid out and you can message or see what's going on related to that topic and receive the latest updates and all the other things I mentioned. So that would be our, our final uh, recommendation there, or exhortation regarding uh, regarding small crowds and uh, how to see those small crowds of involvement when it comes to missions increase a little bit. Yeah. So this was episode number 261, a few things related 
too, that uh, the global mission of Jesus Christ and small crowds and how to be involved in the Lord's mission. We looked at why there's uh, seemingly so few that get involved, and then we also looked at some ways that we can respond to that reality, and I hope that that was encouraging for you uh, today. If uh, if you're encouraged by this podcast, uh, if you have been blessed in any way by the podcast, uh, we'd kindly like to ask you to go to where you listen to podcasts and leave a review. Uh, by leaving a review, uh, simply you can click on the stars, leave a five-star review or four-star, whatever you think is sufficient, or write. And uh, that encourages other people to learn about the audio ministry of Practical Missions Cohort, to find Missions Incorporated, and learn about the numerous uh, ways to get involved in the country of Italy and why there's needs uh, for the gospel to go forward in the country of Italy. And it would definitely help our ministry. So please uh, consider doing that again. Thank you guys for uh, who are partnered in the ministry, keeping us going and serving the Lord. God bless you guys. And until the next time, ciao, ciao. PMC Media Ministry exists to incorporate Christians into the Lord's mission of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy so others can flourish in Jesus' global mission whether they go or they stay. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. To learn more about what we do and how you can be involved, visit practicalmissions.org. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.